Praise God. You may be seated. <clears throat> it's a wonderful thing to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. And especially to, uh, for a few minutes, just to shut out the world, shut out all of the cares, and just center your mind, focus it on the Lord. And just to feel that wonderful presence of God flood over your soul. Uh, it's almost a shame that we have to go back out into the world. <laughs> I say the world, the things of the world and the cares and all of that. If we could just stay in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Praise God. We're happy to be here and we're glad you're here. And, and uh, the text that we receive from your pastors and family that... They're all doing well, and the Lord's blessing, and they're going from one side of Australia to the other, and, and uh, everyone is doing wonderful, and the presence of the Lord is blessing, so we're just going to continue uh, praying for them, and uh, we prayed that they had a safe trip there, and we're praying they have a safe trip home, praise God, and uh, we're uh, kind of anxious for them to return, praise God. But we're glad to be here, and don't forget prayer and service tonight. We're asking the Lord to bless, uh, continue to bless today, and then, and of course, service tonight. I um, want to speak to you for a few minutes on spirits in the latter times. Spirits in the latter time. I would say uh, spirits of the last days, but. When I say that, individuals say, well, they've been saying last days since a hundred years ago, a thousand years ago. So I'm going to use what uh, Paul wrote to Timothy and said about <clears throat> the latter times, spirits in the latter times. And I want to go to, with uh, you to 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. And I'm going to pick it up around the seventh verse. Uh, 12, uh, 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For as one given by the Spirit, the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and the selfsame spirit dividing to every man severally as he will. I've asked individuals, uh, these are the nine spiritual gifts to the church uh, <clears throat> that the Lord has given. And I said, what would you like? What if you just could have one gift? And some of them would say, oh, the gift of miracles. And another one would say, the gift of healings and uh, gift of, uh, uh, of um, uh, tongues and the gift of interpretation and, and uh, so on. But nobody seems to pick one of the most important gifts that you have to have. And uh, uh, in one sense, I'm going to give everybody this gift. It's one of the nine spiritual gifts. You have to have it. 
And in the, the Greek word is diekrino in Greek. In English, we call it discerning. Discerning of spirits. Not just discernment, but discerning of spirits. As I said, the Greek meaning, uh, re ekno, is meaning to judge. You have to have this gift. Everybody has to have it. It's a gift to the church. Have to have it, especially in this hour in which we live. Amen. Judgment. What kind of discerning? Spirits. I have to have some judgment between the right spirit, the wrong spirit. I have to make some judgment on these spirits that exist in our world, and especially latter times. And so he said, this is a gift to the church. This is a gift that every one of us have to have. I have to make some judgment between right and wrong, between holy and unholy. I have to have that discernment or judgment, discerning of spirits. 59 years ago, latter times, 59 years ago, my wife and I were in, living in St. Louis, helping my <coughs> brother-in-law and pastoring, and we were asked by the superintendent and by my pastor, uh, Brother Gerald at the time, said, I have one family that had three small children and one teenage daughter. They moved to twin cities called Festus and Crystal City, Missouri, about 25 miles south on Interstate 55, south of St. Louis. We did not have a church in those twin cities, and so they said, would we consider going there? And we said, yes, we'll go down and help them. We went down to these Twin Cities. We were living in, of course, St. Louis and drove down for midweek and, and uh, on Sunday. We had one service on Sunday starting out. We rented a storefront building that was probably 20 by 20, if that. Right downtown in Crystal City. We had this one man and woman and their three children and their teenage daughter. That was our church. We <clears throat> did the singing, the preaching, the teaching, and altar service, and the prayer, and <laughs> had to do everything. Uh, and my wife played the piano. We just, we just did it all. Had one family, and we were trying to raise up a church. And, a man, and I was probably 25 years old at the time, and, and um, I had an individual who was twice my age came by, a man, and he said, uh, I'd like to join you. He said, uh, I've been baptized in Jesus' name. I've been filled with the Holy Ghost. And, and he said, I'd, I'd like to help you in, uh, in your church. I said, well, you're certainly welcome. We have one family. We're trying to pass out tracts, and we're trying to uh, get other individuals to come. And I said, you're certainly welcome to join us. 
And so on one of the <clears throat> Sunday evening service that we had, we were worshiping the Lord, and he stood up and said, uh, uh, I'd like to testify. And I said, fine. And he said, let me tell you the story about Saul on a way, way to Damascus. The Lord knocked him down, and he knocked, and he used the word hell out of him. And he said, if you don't straighten up, God's going to knock the out of you. And my eyes got big. And I said, what am I hearing? And so I told him after service, I need to talk to you a minute. So I called him off to the side and I said, uh, hell is a proper word. And I understand there is a hell, there is a heaven and all of this. And I said, it can be used properly. But I said, I don't think that you need to tell people that God's going to knock and that he did that. I said, uh, I said, I only have one family and three little children and teenage daughter. And I said, uh, I don't think you ought to use that like that. And I don't appreciate that. And he looked at me and he said, uh, this is 59 years ago. He said, uh, I don't listen to you. I listen to Christ. I get my answers from Christ. I have dreams. I have visions. Mine come from Christ. I don't listen to you. I said, you know, I appreciate you putting that little lock on our front door. We didn't even have a lock for the front door of the church. And he put one on. And I said, I appreciate that rubber mat you put down the aisle, I said, uh, but just hold on a minute. Uh, I said, I'm going to take the lock off the door and, that you gave us, and I'm going to roll up this mat. And I said, you can have that. And I said, until you will learn to listen to me as pastor, I said, you, uh, you can't come here. I have only person in my over 50 years of ministry that I had to tell someone that you can't come back to church until you learn to listen to the ministry, the pastor, the shepherd. Amen. And uh, he said, I don't listen to you. I don't, I listen to Christ only. And things began to click in my mind. And, and I thought, uh, you just can't be here. And I told him, I rolled up the mat and gave it to him and gave him the lock off the door. And, and uh, I said, uh, you can't come back until you learn that you can listen to me. And Paul, in the first chapter of Corinthians, first chapter and the um, 12th verse, one and verse 12, this is what the apostle said. Now this I say unto you, every one of you saith, I am of Paul, I am of Apollos, I am of Cephas, and I of Christ. Can't deal with that. You cannot deal with an individual that says, I don't listen to you as pastor, I listen to Christ only. Paul said, some of them said they're of Cephas or Peter and of Apollos and some of Paul. 
He said, but there's a group that said, I only listen to Christ. Well, it's wonderful to listen to Christ and you need to listen to Christ, but you have to listen to the pastor. Amen. Have to listen to the elder, have to listen to the shepherd. And there's, was a, and I thought of this when I, I, I thought of this individual and, and, I, and I said, as long as you're not gonna listen to me, I said, um, then no need for me to try to be uh, your pastor. And so uh, let me tell you what Isaiah says in the 14th chapter. This is what he said about Lucifer, Satan, 14. Verse 12, 14 and 12. Now, how art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. This is the five I wills of Lucifer. I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit up also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. I had to discern this individual's spirit. That's why the Lord's given to the church the discerning of spirits. Have to discern what, I have to have a judgment on what kind of spirit is this. And when an individual portrays the, I will, I listen to Christ only, not you. I will, I will, I will. I get mine from the Lord. I have visions, I have dreams. When I hear that as a pastor, I begin to say, Lord, uh, uh, let me discern this spirit. Uh, May 5th, when we were here in this particular church, we had a situation that erupted and there had to be made by the staff and by the security team a discerning of spirits. We're living in a day when we have to discern, ask God to give us the gift of discerning of spirits. Have to make that. Why do I need that? Because we're especially today, we are living in latter times. These are last days that we're living in. And uh, in 2 Corinthians 13, uh, if you will put that up there, verse one, this is what the Bible says. This is the third time I'm coming to you. In the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. So I wanna give you um, two or three uh, at least uh, witnesses about the latter time, about what we need to understand. The first one, I wanna to go to St. Matthew. The first witness is the Lord Jesus Christ. St. Matthew, 24th chapter, fourth verse. 
And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. It's not what will separate you from the love of God. It's who will separate you from the love of God. What spirit in an individual will separate me from the love of God? So Jesus is our first witness. And he said this, take heed that no man deceive you. Fifth verse. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. How could I be deceived today? By somebody saying, I am Christ. What are they doing? They're lying. Deception, I'm deceived. Deception is lying. I can be deceived by lying. And Jesus, this is our first witness, said, um, <clears throat> let no man deceive you by lying to you, by telling you I am Christ. Some of the I wills. I try to figure out where truth is today, I'm having a very difficult time. The political realm in our nation, I don't know who's telling the truth. Amen. Whether it's the right or to the left, or in between, or nobody. It's a partial truth here, and partial truth here, and a partial truth there. And I try to figure out what is truth. What can I, and, and you know, I, I talk every now and then to some of the attorneys in our area, and I had one not long ago tell me, Brother Joe Strand, when I have some of these cases in the court system, legal system, he said, I have to decide uh, whether the man is lying, yes. The woman is lying, Yes, and I have to figure out which one is lying the least. He said, they're both lying. And he said, I have to try to, he didn't use the word discern, but he said, I have to try to make a judgment on who, which one. They're both lying. They're both not telling the truth. And here they are before the judge, and he said, so I have to decide, well, okay, I'm going to rule in favor of the one that's lying the least. And so Jesus said in this latter times, he said, the spirit, the spirit of lying is so prevalent today that you have to figure out who's telling the truth. And I looked at uh, this in the Old Testament to see what, what uh, they, they said, John, Jeremiah 9 and verse 5. And they will deceive everyone his neighbor and will not speak the truth. They have taught their tongue to speak lies and weary themselves to commit iniquity, to commit sin. Taught themselves, it says here, taught 
taught their tongue to speak lies. So there's a spirit in, in the, uh, uh, these latter times where individuals teach themselves to lie. You have to figure out, discern. I have to discern where the truth is, who is telling. And even back, as I said, in Jeremiah's time, he said there was this spirit. So when I measure out end days or latter days or end times, I have to go probably from the cross or when Jesus was crucified, uh, crucifixion in the church age that we're living in. And I have to go pass through the tribulation and probably to the battle of Armageddon. And when uh, in St. Matthew, when he spoke about end times, he said, I'm going to tell you, when is the end of the world? When is the end, when day are we living in? What time? And so you figure out latter days are not just, you say, well, Brother Joe Strand, there was the same spirit 59 years ago when you were in a home missionary work. Yes, same spirit 59 years later, 60 years later, 100 years later. Same kind of spirit. And so we say latter days stretch from a long time. So it's not just a period because you're going to hear individuals say we're living in the last days. We are living in the last days. Last days have been for a long time uh, in the past and I, Lord willing, I don't know how much in the future, but we are living in last days. And the first witness is Jesus who said uh, that uh, these, these times are going to be times when people are going to uh, be deceived. He said, don't be deceived. Understand you have to have this gift of discerning. Discerning who's telling the truth uh, and what is going on. Now, uh, in this uh, St. Matthew, I think it is in the, um, let me see, uh, I think it's the 12th verse. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. I always put that into the spiritual realm. Love for God. They're going to wax cold. Love in this world is waxing cold, period. Amen. People hate one another. There's so much hatred in our world. And, and Jesus said, it's going to wax cold in this hour. Why? Because of this spirit of hate uh, when uh, individuals uh, uh, we were in Chicago, uh, what, about a month ago, and we heard on the news when we were there that an individual, uh, they took a expectant mother, cut her open, cut the child out, killed her, and took the child. I mean, what kind of hatred? See, love of many shall wax 
cold. Not only the spiritual, but love in our world, love for one another. We have to teach children, you know, you love this individual, you love that, regardless of the situation, you have to have a, a love. I don't mean for the sin or the wrong, but you love them and we teach that. And there's so much hatred in our world, don't teach love anymore. Spirit of hate, wax cold. And this is what uh, Jesus said. So I, I could put down, and then of course you go on in, in Matthew and there's much more uh, that he, uh, he spoke about. But I wanna go to the uh, next witness and that is uh, <clears throat> uh, Paul in 1 Timothy 4th chapter. 1 Timothy the 4th chapter. You'll put that verse up. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Seducing spirits. That's deceitful spirits. No different than what Jesus said. Don't no man deceive you because spirits are out there that uh, are, are deceitful, that will deceive you. Uh, and so when, uh, forgive me for using current times, but when a man will work in a company or for uh, a city 15 years and go in because he was fired, go into this company in Virginia Beach, Virginia, and at random kill 12 people, men and women. Where's, where's the love? See, wax cold. What seducing spirits uh, that uh, are raging in this hour. Let me tell you what happened in uh, St. Matthew, the 12th chapter. We'll read one, one verse there. St. Matthew 12 and verse 24. But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, this fellow doth not cast out devils by Beelzebub, cast out devils by, but by Beelzebub, the prince of devils. Jesus <coughs> cast out devils out of an individual that was both dumb, couldn't speak, and couldn't hear. Cast out these demons, the Bibles, the story says here. And so the Pharisees said, you're casting them out by Beelzebub. Beelzebub was the prince of devils. And this was a Greek god, Beelzebub. Uh, and it meant the Lord of the flies. So when they referred to Beelzebub, they referred to the Lord of the flies. It was a Greek god. Now, where did they get that? 
Outside of Jerusalem, the wall of Jerusalem, they had a landfill, a dump, where they threw the garbage and they threw this outside the city. And what happened was the flies would swarm around there. And so they said Beelzebub was the Lord of the flies. This was that meaning of that. And they refer to that because the demons swarm like flies. And so when they told Jesus, they said, you're casting out this devil out of this individual by the God of Beelzebub, the Lord of the flies, uh, these demons, because he, he had more than one demon. And so they said that he was Beelzebub. He said, uh, <coughs> is God divided? <laughs> is the devil divided? He said, not by, devil's not going to cast out devils. He said, doing this by the Spirit of God. And so uh, he was telling them that it's not by Beelzebub. It's by the presence of Almighty God. It's by the Spirit of God that this demon left, these demons left this individual. This day we are living in is an hour of demons swarming yeah. like flies. See, and when you hear, when you, why do you, why do you have, uh, why are we having so many public places in uh, uh, where individuals get mad at somebody, this hatred, and go in and start shooting individuals? We were at a wonderful celebration, a birthday celebration here, and I don't remember how many people, 30, 40, 50, or whether coming and going and, and so on, and outside and just having a wonderful time sitting, visiting, talking, and, and you know, uh, eating, uh, what, pizza and uh, um, cake and all these good things and drinking tea and just having a good time and, and uh, so on. Is that a safe place? No. Is any place safe? Whether it's a grocery store, whether it's a mall, whether it's a party outside, not because why? You hear that it's, uh, it's in Virginia Beach. It is in Little Rock, Arkansas. It is in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, anywhere, it's a swarm of these demons that are out there that individuals are opening up to. And these demons are coming in. These are, this is what we're, we're saying. Jesus said that this is the last days. These are end times when deception, when these spirits get a hold of individuals. And I heard an individual said uh, about this individual that went in and shot these 12 individuals in uh, uh, Virginia Beach. Uh, he said, it's just uh, another man uh, with a trouble or with problems. It's another demon that has gotten a hold. It's this Beelzebub spirit that's in our world where demons are swarming. Uh, and so here uh, he said, uh, 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 Paul, Paul said, in the latter times, seducing spirits, doctrines of devils. So this is a, uh, this is a, a time when you and I, uh, well, if you're here today and you don't have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, this is the greatest spirit and the only spirit that I know that can 
combat the spirits that are in this world is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You have to have it. These are latter days. Paul said, you don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against spirits, principalities, powers, spirits in high places, doctrines of devils. We wrestle against spirits. I have to have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I have to have the Spirit of God in my life. If you don't have the Spirit of God, let me tell you, if you don't believe that we're living in latter times and what's going on and that the love of many and hatred is growing, if you don't believe what's existing in our world, not just by the, just close the book. Get a hold of the newspaper. Get a hold of the, uh, the news that's on television, news that's on the radio. See what's going on in our world. Yes. What is hatred? Hatred is a spirit. See? And so these are these spirits that are swarming in our world. I need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Yes. These are latter times. And so Paul, Jesus said it's latter times. Paul said it's latter time. Uh, and let's go to uh, 1 John, 2nd chapter, and 18th verse. Little children, it is the last time. <clears throat> it is the last time. And as you have heard that that Antichrist shall come. Even now are there many Antichrists whereby we know that it is the last time. What's anti against Christ? There's an anti-spirit in our world today. It's world and in our nation against Christianity, against righteousness, against holiness. There's an anti-spirit. And so he said, we, he said, we know that the Antichrist is coming. We understand that. The, the man of sin, man of perdition, we understand that, that he is coming. But he said, even now, in, my, in his day, John said, in his day, there are many Antichrists, many against. We're living in a time when these anti-spirits anti-against Christ, against, uh, uh, against anything that is right, righteous, against anything that is good. My great nephew has a church in downtown Chicago. We were there. He has several services on Sunday morning, four services. We were in two of them on Sunday morning. And uh, Rahm Emanuel, the mayor then of Chicago, <clears throat> had sent a letter to them and had visited the church several times. Wasn't, wasn't there when we were there, but he was there before uh, we came and visits the church in downtown Chicago several, several times. And um, he, of course, is not mayor anymore. They elected a new mayor. The uh, mayor, uh, Chicago is the third 
largest city in the United States, New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, over, I think, two or three million people, proper Chicago, largest, third largest city in the United States. And they were quite concerned because the mayor then, Rahm Emanuel, was a good friend of them, good friend of his Jewish background, good friend of them in the church and Christians and so on. And while we were there, they elected a new mayor. Large, third largest city in the United States. And she told them, I'm married to a woman. Third largest city in the United States. Even now, there's an anti, and they said, what was our concern is, I don't know how she's going to treat being the new, I knew how Rahm Emanuel had his feelings towards us, but we don't know how she is going to feel towards us, whether it's going to be anti or whether it's going to be good. We're living in, he said, latter times, end times. Things are changing all over. So Jesus said, this is what's happening. Paul said, let me tell you about last times and deceivement, end time. Here, here John said, uh, there are many, many, many uh, antichrists or spirits that are against. Let me read you one more. Second uh, Peter, third chapter. In third verse, knowing this verse, there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust. When? He used the word last days. So whether we say latter times, last days, end times, signs of the last days. It all comes out to the hour in which you and I are living. And he said, scoffers, individuals that mock. And he said, walking after their own lust. Our world has begun, lust means sexual desire. Our world has become so sexual, so sensual. And he said, this, these are spirits that get a hold of individuals in our world. And I, I know and you know that um, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against these horrible spirits that are in are uh, in our world. So we know last days, end times, uh, 
I can't tell you anything else except I realize what's going on in the world. You're going to have to have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. You're going to have to have the Spirit of God in your life. I mentioned the gift of discernment. I have to have that. I'm going to have to have to discern th these. And I, I don't really like to be negative and I don't like to kind of uh, become pastoral in that sense. I'm guest and so on. But folks, just to realize the hour that we are living in, that if you're not so careful, see, and I stay full of the Holy Ghost, uh, there's a swarm of demons uh, there that he said you wrestle against, that if I open up just a little bit, I have to stay full of the Holy Ghost. I have to ghost spirit i have to stay full of the spirit of god these are the latter days that we're living in and here uh, jesus said the last hour that we're living in deception and paul said it and john said it and the apostle peter said these there's four witnesses this establishes that these are the last times that we're living in and and it's not just one thing it's happening all over it's regardless of where where is safety in my school where is safety in the mall no where what where can i go demons uh, and they're and they'll, they're trying to figure out what should we do how should we do what brought this on what what's the psychological uh, background of this individual well i don't know if you can pin that down because it's the Beelzebub spirit. There are a swarm of flies and our demons are all over. Oh God, keep us full of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I have to have it in this hour. I have to stay full of it because you're not, you're not fighting me, flesh and blood, but we're fighting, we're wrestling against these demons that are out there. God, keep us full of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And if you've never been buried in his name, you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost, you need it. See, I'm not even going to touch it. But in 2 Timothy, the third chapter, he said the uh, last days were perilous times. That's very dangerous times. But when you get through all of that, he said, let me tell you what you need to do, Timothy. And this is what we have to do. He said, you continue in the things that you have been assured of. Thank God. That means the things that you know positive. Thank God. That are going to get you through. I know what's going to get me through. Thank God. That's the spirit of the Lord. That's the word of God. That's prayer. Thank God. That's fasting. That's walking with God. He said, you, he said these are the dangerous times. Timothy said. He said what am I going to do? You continue in the things that you have been assured of. I've been assured of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I've been assured of the word of God. I've been assured of the presence of Almighty God. So you just say, thank God. What am I going to do in this hour? You, we just are going to continue in God's word. We're going to continue in prayer. Continue to be faithful. Continue to, thank God, be on your knees. Continue to look into God's word. Continue things that you have been assured of. What's going to carry you through? Thank God. Hold on to that. 
Can't change the times we're living in. Can't change the hour. Can't change the latter days. Can't change the end time. Can't change the signs. But you know what? I'm going to hold on to this and say, God, I'm just going to continue on. Thank God. Walking with you. Why? Because I have been, I've been uh, assured means guaranteed. What else? Uh, certain, secure, reliable, dependable, solid, sound, established. This is sound doctrine. And it's established. You, hold, you, you continue in this. Even though we can't change these times, we, can, we pray for the president, the Congress, the Senate, pray for our leaders and understand all of that. Thank God. But still, it's latter times. Thank God. We're going to continue in this. Let's stand. Praise God. I think it would be good if we would just come. We're going to say, Lord... Can't change the end time, but I'm going to continue in your word. Can't change the hatred that's in our world. Can't change these spirits. We can pray. Ask God, Lord, keep us, help us. Thank God. And if you've never been... <clears throat> Praise God. If you've never been filled with His Spirit to combat the spirits that are in this world, you need the wonderful Spirit of God in your life. Praise God. I need you. Praise God.